American gun laws. Since the 1960s, the issue of gun control has been a central focus for American citizens and lawmakers. For gun control advocates, laws governing firearm possession and availability are imperative for a safer America. This documentary will explore the aim of gun laws and the proposed underlying causes of gun violence. Something is wrong. It is a sentiment we hear repeatedly following egregious acts of gun violence. It is shouted at rallies and marches held by both gun control advocates and gun rights supporters and echoed through media platforms. While both advocates and opponents for gun rights may agree that acts of gun violence are wrong, the underlying causes and how to fix them remain the center of the gun control debate discussed in political campaigns, school board meetings, and religious sermons. Causes for gun violence are commonly thought to be criminal activity, mental illness, and the exposure of children to media violence. The question, it seems, is are we doing enough to prevent gun violence? A study conducted by Bindu Callison, an assistant professor with Boston University's Department of Medicine and School and Public Health, revealed that on an average day in our country, approximately 90 people are killed by some form of gun violence. Working with a team of fellow specialists, Professor Callison examined gun mortality rates in states across the country, publishing their findings in an April 2016 article, Firearm Legislation and Firearm Mortality in the USA, a cross-sectional state-level study for medical journal The Lancet. Professor Callison's team found that while circumstances regarding firearm deaths vary by state, persons between 17 to 25 years of age killed by firearms result in 80% of homicides and 45% of suicides. In the article, here's a timeline of the major gun control laws in America, appearing on Time Magazine website, time.com. Reporter Sarah Gray describes legislation designed to curtail gun violence. According to the article, the first legislative attempt to control gun-related crime was the National Firearms Act in 1934. Hoping to reduce instances of gang violence, the act levied a tax on the production, sale, and transport of firearms frequently used in gang-related crimes. 1938's Federal Firearms Act, which required anyone manufacturing, selling, or importing firearms to be licensed by the federal government, helped to bolster the ideals of its predecessor. Ms. Gray goes on to describe the Gun Control Act of 1968, which would impose stiff regulations on the firearm industry by requiring all newly manufactured guns to carry an engraved serial number and prohibiting the sale of any firearm that did not have a sporting purpose. Clear limitations were also made regarding who could purchase a firearm, excluding those with criminal felony records, mental illness history, and persons under the age of 21 from purchasing handguns. Although the 1986 Firearm Owners Protection Act would grant some changes to the industry, the next law to make substantial changes would be the Brady Handgun Violence Prevention Act of 1993. Commonly known as the Brady Bill, the law set up the National Instant Criminal Background Check System, abbreviated as NICS, and mandated all manufacturers, dealers, and importers of firearms to perform a background check before selling a firearm to a potential buyer. A year after the Brady Bill was enacted, the Public Safety and Firearms Use Protection Act, part of the larger Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act, was passed. 
This subsection, called the Assault Weapons Ban, would make the manufacture, sale, or possession of semi-automatic firearms, such as the AR-15, MAC-10, and others, illegal. Many ammunition magazines that could hold in excess of 10 rounds were also outlawed. The ban on assault weapons was designed as a temporary measure, which expired in September 2004. Even a cursory look at efforts to stop gun violence shows criminal activity is not the only area of concern. The American Academy of Pediatrics reveals in an article, Policy Statement Media Violence, published in a November 2009 issue of their journal Pediatrics, that the medical community has been concerned about the effects of children viewing violence portrayed through media platforms since the 1950s. Having observed the growing trend of such violence in media and the numerous studies on the subject, the organization states, the evidence is clear and convincing. Media violence is one of the causal factors of real life violence and aggression. Therefore, pediatricians and parents need to take action. The policy statement references the Federal Trade Commission, or FTC, who was prompted to examine practices used by entertainment industries when promoting their media following the acts of two Columbine High School students who used various weapons to assault the school in 1999. The FTC found that many entertainment companies were advertising what the article calls, quote, pervasive and aggressive marketing, end quote, of media content featuring violence to children. Much of the examined content was deemed only appropriate for adults by the FTC's own rating system. The American Academy of Pediatrics claims that by simply watching television, a child will have viewed approximately 200,000 acts of violence by the time he reaches 18 years old. The Academy further states that because children learn by observation and imitation, they are subject to media influence. As acts of violence in media that children are likely to witness can be of a sexual or comical nature, children will often associate violence with positive feelings, which can be a potentially dangerous relation. Mental illness is also often pointed to as a cause of gun violence. News and media outlets often portray perpetrators of violent acts as mentally unwell. To address this issue, Jeffrey Swanson, a professor at Duke University, in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences, gathered a team of professional colleagues to conduct a study of how mental illness may affect gun crime rates. Their study, Gun Violence, Mental Illness, and Laws that Prohibit Gun Possession, Evidence from Two Florida Counties, published in the June 2016 issue of the journal Health Affairs, posits, quote, if untreated mental illness is the root of the problem, then the logical solution would seem to be to, quote, fix the mental health system, end quote, and put more disqualifying mental health records into the National Instant Criminal Background Check System, NICS, database to stop dangerous people from buying guns, end quote. Through the course of the study, the team found that while it is uncommon for a person with significant psychiatric illness to hurt another person, it is more likely for a person suffering from mental illness to commit suicide. The article identifies suicide as accounting for 60% of gun deaths in America. With the Second Amendment granting citizens the right to own a firearm, gun laws can only focus on keeping potentially dangerous people away from guns. Professor Swanson's group therefore states that researchers need better ways to identify individuals posing a substantial risk for violence. The article also claims there is not enough data to accurately assess whether current policies 
are able to keep people barred from owning or possessing a firearm from obtaining one. It is difficult to say that America is doing enough to prevent gun violence. Gun control is an issue that is constantly evolving with too many variables and underlying causes to effectively be remedied by a single solution. Criminal activity, violent media, and mental illness may be contributing factors of gun violence, but it is their numerous underlying causes that truly pave the way for gun violence to occur. Until our society is willing to address those issues, can we ever eradicate gun violence? It is the responsibility of all Americans to implement changes in our communities. Community programs for youth and young adults, normalizing mental health and wellness care, more access to age-appropriate media content, and less access to inappropriate media could all be excellent ways to combat the growing violence and discontent that is becoming all too common in our society.